Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of State Hornet Buzz. I'm Gavin Rock, podcast staffer, joined here today by Magali Munoz, opinion editor. Hi everyone. We also have here with us today a Stephanie Nunez, identity and diversity beat reporter. Say hi, Stephanie. Hello. Hello, hello. And finally, we are joined by A&E editor Nigel Dotson. What's going on? My buzz debut. Excited to be here. Yes, yes. My first episode as well. Um, and today, we are going to be diving into the wonderful topic of Marvel, specifically the MCU. And this has been an episode we've all been anticipating for a while, um, and we're finally making it happen. Let's start with what our favorite MCU movie is and why. I'll start. My favorite MCU movie is Thor Ragnarok because the score was intentionally designed to be memorable. The usage of Immigrant Song at the end of the movie as well during the fight scene with Hela and Thor and Hulk and Fenrir, the big bad wolf, that just sticks in my head as just the main part of the movie. And... Like when Hulk throws him off the bridge, the wolf, it's just, I just love every part about it. I'm a sucker for Hulk. That's, he's kind of my favorite. My favorite movie probably has to be Black Panther. Like just, I've watched it so many times, like I can't even count. Um, I love the soundtrack. Like the fact that Kendrick kind of like produced the entire thing, Sizzle was on it, SOB. Like it was just amazing. I loved it. The fact that like, you know, obviously Chadwick passed, but it's still going to be memorable. Like, it's one of their best movies. Black Panther is definitely my favorite. You, this is so hard. I, I have to say Captain America, The Winter Soldier, because of sentimental purposes. Like, I remember that being the first, like, kind of MCU movie that's, you know, the phase in, like, a different direction uh, than, like, Pew Pew Pow Pow. I really like all the performances in there, and that's what I'm really looking forward to, and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and also Captain Marvel, and also Black Panther. But mm. hmm. Well... I'm kind of on my heels a little bit because Magali took my answer. I had this whole Black Panther thing and she kind of just jumped in. And Winter Soldier is a pretty good second option and Stevie took that. I'll, I'll throw a curveball. I'll do, let's go to space, Guardians of the Galaxy. Very underrated, very important MCU movie. They're only able to do, you know, all the wacky things that, you know, the fun Disney Plus, you know, spinoffs. They didn't realize that, you know, we cared about anything, you know, beyond those core six Avengers, you know, until Guardians of the Galaxy became a smash. Everything cosmic that they wanted to do was pretty much tied into Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, I guess Thanos was going to come, you know, regardless, but we don't think of him as one of the best, you know, honestly, best, you know, movie villains of our time. If he doesn't do things like sacrifice Gamora, Guardians of the Galaxy character, we don't think Infinity War is as good of a movie. If Thor never runs into the Guardians, if Tony and them never run into the Guardians, and it's just like, oh, Thanos, it would just be like every other movie where there's invaders in space. Thanos is here, the Avengers on Earth, they know nothing about him. There's no added layers of context into why we should care about who Thanos is or what he wants to do. It's just you got the big bad that's all powerful and the heroes that we've come to know and love over the past few movies. So I feel like the Guardians of the Galaxy kind of allowed that bridge between what Marvel started off with and what they're going to end up becoming last second pick after my whole black panther speech just became a moot point i actually was like not agreeing with you i was like guardians of the galaxy really but then now that you explained it i was like oh yeah like they kind yeah. of were the reason that they like started everything but quill and, is not my favorite so i'm just like ew but, but and beyond the context and, and beyond the context the movie itself is just so it's, re it's really 
it's great it's funny it's great i love it mm -hmm. it's 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 like you know the you know how you know mcu you know branded movies kind of became like oh it's a funny light-hearted film but like ant-man 2 is like the like on the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like you know it's silly but like how good was the movie versus guardians of the galaxy which still mm -hmm. has you know emotional stakes and you know still you know introduces characters in um funny and unique ways maybe smaller you know maybe b shoot guardians of the galaxy might have been c-list at the time you know c or d-list characters and turning them into something special completely agree um and I can never get over that intro sequence in the first Guardians of the Galaxy and how they make fun of him in Endgame for that yeah. when he's walking through the temple and stuff. Just so beautiful. And they definitely needed to do Chris Pratt dirty like that. I'm not a <laughs> fan of not a fan of Peter Quill, kind of like, it seems like Yumagali. Yeah. I mean, why? Why when Groot is there? Or Drax? At least Drax is like, I, I just think he's hilarious, but he's supposed to be like the kind of comic relief they're all the comic relief <laughs> i was about to say yeah all of them are the comic relief when you really think about it let's dive into one of the main topics wandavision 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 um, but just let's start off by just saying what we liked um i'll start and i <laughs> It's hard to limit it. I mean, really, though, just because so much of it is amazing. The the way that they focus on Wanda's grief throughout the entire series, how it's not like a, a traditional MCU film. It's so much more exposition filled in character building. Um, and just also how, how at the end of episode eight, uh, spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched it, we'll be including something at the beginning of this segment, but how at the end of episode 8, we find out that Wanda created Vision purely from her own energy and her own power. That was such a mind-melting, because we all just assumed the way Hayward played it up was that he, um, Wanda stole her Vision's body back. Right. But then just to find out she just had the power to create vibranium out of thin air is just crazy to me it's just if they really wanted you to think about just how deep her power can go i feel like it's a power rankings type of situation because you know it's whenever you last see these characters so right now we have um wanda you know scarlet witch at the top of the power rankings but next time we see captain marvel or next time we see thor you know maybe he'll you know he'll be at the top so we just we don't know and dr strange also has dr strange out. Yeah, but she's supposed to be in it. And according to this, mm -hmm. she's stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme. So what does that mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> thought the way they handled like Thor's arc and Endgame was kind of ridiculous. How they, you know, we, we throughout his entire trilogy, we'll see him lose battle after battle and lose per loved one after loved one, which is fine. Like people turn to depression and, and, and grief. But we, we, can, we obviously can see how Marvel can really break down the characters and and um show how wanda has been i guess a prophet her entire life and tie in like stuff from the comics and introduced her her i guess her capability like that you know it's really been putting like like pounding the fact that like hey guys like wanda's been around for a while but she's you know a side character so far but she she shouldn't be like she really is one of the most right. um, pivotal like characters right. in the MCU and all the Marvel series. So that's why I was like 
super excited to see her like take on her costume because since like age of ultron we know who the you know we knew who she was scarlet witch and now to finally get her get like the costume and the name um you know after after realizing the harm she's caused and after not accepting her her grief is really cool and i really liked how that played out in wandavision my favorite part weirdly enough has nothing to do with like what's going on in the future it's just the fact that she like as sad as it was like she kind of got to live out like her little life with like vision and like billy and tommy like when you're when you just lose so many people in your life you tend to just like the what ifs so i feel like she really just got to live that out and like as sad as it was at the end obviously like losing them at least she got like that little bit of happiness even if it was like clouded and like her judgment wasn't 100 percent there like she still was happy and she still got to experience it like Imagine where she would have been if she hadn't had done all that. Like, she wouldn't have been as strong. She wouldn't have figured out she was Scarlet Witch. Like, all of those sequence of events, like, wouldn't have happened the way that they had. But it is sad because she, like, obviously lost them again. She's continuing to lose people over, like, the course of her arc to becoming powerful. Like, she has to lose everything she loves just to get to that point. One of my favorite things is um, just seeing the MCU kind of grounded again for a little bit. I, I think it's a excellent change of pace after the way the whole infinity just that whole phase three of just you know i was just talking about you know guardians of the galaxy space thanos you know ancient relics stones you know the gauntlet this or that every you know everyone's moving around i like that it took place in pretty much one town and just you know the outskirts of the town i like that we were able to really get to the grassroots of who wanda is as a character because you know, we always had this, you know, idea, you know, we understand that, you know, Wanda is supposed to be the Scarlet Witch. She's one of the most powerful Avengers, hands down. And she kind of goes off grief and her emotions play into her powers. But we don't really, until WandaVision, get to really feel with her as much as we probably should have been able to because of just how many different, I mean, that's what makes Infinity War and Endgame so good. But the truth is, you know, you can only in two and a half hours tell so much of a story and develop so many different arcs so obviously you know certain characters who got introduced earlier were on their way out the door so we have to de finish developing iron man and captain america and thor and black widow we have to give them conclusive endings well wanda we don't really see that as a matter of fact she gets dusted away in infinity war and is gone for the entirety of endgame and then kind of just comes in and kind of pieces up thanos but then that's it and then and all of a sudden she's just out the picture again and and she's talking to Hawkeye, and then it seems like, you know, she. It seems like she's at that point at Tony's funeral. It seems like she's consoled with her grief then, but I'm pretty. Um, all of this happens after that, so it's like, you know, like oh, like I guess Wanda's not okay, right? We would have never known. Let's say instead of this, they just moved on to the next Avengers movie, or they focused on some other characters and didn't have time to make this Disney Plus series. Then we would just walk into the next big crossover event thinking either a you know wanda's completely fine with everything that happened or b she would we don't understand what she's doing right you know because we wouldn't have seen all this it's like oh like she's the scarlet witch now where they didn't really have time to develop that in any of the movies but she's the most powerful and i mean i guess she's sad but now we really get to see it the missile um we get to see the missile landing um in the apartment and how that affected her for real we get to see her relationship with her parents what they look like what they used to do we understand why the whole uh series is based on you know sitcoms of the past and stuff like that just things we would have never gotten in the movies so i appreciate them uh grounding wanda because 
not just from a, her being important, but for her being as powerful as she is, you know, you know, and her powers being tied into her emotions. I think it's important to understand her emotions. Yeah, I think they yeah. put a lot less focus in like phase three to like female characters. Like the only person we really saw was like Black Widow. But even then, it wasn't like she was still kind of like a side character and very much like mm -hmm. I'm like an Iron Man. Like she was just kind of like the sexual like they just sexualized her the, the shit out of her. So like mm -hmm. it didn't really give her much of like an emotional arc. But what I really loved about WandaVision was that they like built off of like, okay, she's a she's grieving. And now like her way of grieving is she wanted to be a mother. Now she can't be a mother. She wanted to be a wife. She couldn't be a wife. Like to, we got to see that like true Nigel. Like she, they could have just introduced her in Doctor Strange and been like, all right, well here, like by the way, she's the Scarlet Witch. And she like did all these other things. Like, okay. And, and then what? Like we never got to see that happen. I feel like it would have been like a really big disadvantage. But even just like, bringing in other characters like i really loved seeing darcy like darcy was one of my favorite characters in like the thor like world so i was like oh fuck like yes i got to see her again and then like bringing in rambo like talking about her mom like bringing in captain marvel like just the little things that you could put in there but then making those characters lovable in that show not just beyond like you get to really develop that love for them and just seeing a bunch of like strong female characters come in from WandaVision, like that being the focus, I feel like was a big thing too. Speaking of strong female characters, Agatha Harkness, do you guys love her or hate her? I personally loved her as a villain. Katherine Hahn was phenomenal as Agatha Harkness. She grew on you, you know, like whenever she burst in the door being like, <laughs> hello, Wanda. And it's just like, it's just like, oh, like what's gonna happen now? I loved her, I loved her, I mean, since like the beginning of the season or like when she you know shows up with that house plant i was like this is sketchy like i don't trust her like <laughs> like i don't trust her and then in the second episode she said look it's the star of the show like i i was like oh she's in on it like this is this is it this is it like they're really doing agatha harkness that's that's why they were spinning these theories about mephesto because you obviously were able to read it there was like a darkness underneath the story and so i think it was really cool how Ag like agatha was able to play in the show how like manipulate the audience too and like convince the show like is it is it Agatha like is it Wanda like who is controlling the hex yeah I really liked her I like that she was like funny like you had to kind of like her in the beginning like she was gonna bring the comedic like relief and just obviously the uh trouble for Wanda but like you kind of liked her because she was like funny and she made those like really weird jokes and she was just kind of like always there but you're right and like in the mcu nothing is a coincidence no one is just there to be there so i definitely was like okay this this girl's not not just the friendly neighbor like she's there for a reason but i really loved her as much as i absolutely like wanted to hate her at the end i was like no but she was like so good like in the rest of it like yeah i love the performance and i love the twist you know of her becoming like oh this is the villain now um if this were a movie I probably would be a little more down on just like, oh, okay, so she's the villain now and, and she's just kind of going to steal like the whole, you know, end of this here. But we're not really quite sure anything about her other than she's supposed to be Wanda's foil. But since it's TV, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because they're going to figure out, you know, I'm sure they'll cook up something for her in later seasons, you know, so we can figure out who she is and why she's doing this more than just like, you're the Scarlet Witch, so you must be defeated. Like, are we sure? Like, why should we trust you any more than we trust Wanda? You know, kind of one of those early MCU problems where like the villain and the hero have like the exact same power set and they're just blasting each other back and forth. So some of that was a little eh, but I'm sure they'll fix it because that's how, you know, TV works compared to if it was a movie. It's just like, 
oh, same old MCU villain problem. So I think she it was a very strong performance as a villain. I liked it, and I'm excited to see, you know, how they, you know, what they do with her. So you think, yeah. you think that WandaVision is going to get a season two? Is it, oh, is that not the plan? They're not confirming anything. No. I thought I had seen that they yeah. were. Some seasons, some it's... shows are going to get season two, but as far as like telling us, they're not because, you know, we don't know anything about these characters right now and they're going to keep it hush hush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I was slightly disappointed of in episode nine is just how they, how white vision becomes quote unquote normal vision and then shoots through the roof and then that's it. No more lines, no more scenes for is that the what, rest of the episode for him. Hmm? Is that what ha- See, I, I got confused on that. Like, is there another... Like, am I missing something? I, I, I Granted, I watched episode 9 like 20 minutes before this with sleep in my eyes. We're recording this in the morning. I just had to catch up with the rest of the group. But like, are we, is there, are we sure there wasn't... So which one got deleted at the end? Which, which, which Wanda's vision? Scarlet like, vision. vision. That's... So, okay, so where's vision vision or have not vision kind of he did that okay so he's but he's he's around we is or we don't know it's one of those things we don't know yeah we don't know if he got like swiped well, out or if he's just like roaming around and we're gonna see but him later if he got wiped out i mean that was the body from the outside so i feel like he couldn't have that wasn't a construct oh, true. of scarlet witch's powers so is like, hey he, he's just roaming around yeah like you said yeah. we don't know what's up with him not the synthesoid family. <laughs> Have little synthesoid kids, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking like my my biggest beef with WandaVision is how <laughs> here this is I'm gonna, start, I'm gonna start talking about the things I didn't like. <laughs> she goes, let me go into the things that I absolutely hate. <laughs> you said first of all. <laughs> because like I really liked how they showed all the grief, like they showed all the trauma, and I love seeing Wiccan and I love seeing Speed like in the Halloween episode. Like that was so You mean Tommy and Billy? Tommy okay, we know who they're gonna become, <laughs> but Tommy and Billy, whatever. It was just fun seeing mom like mama like Maximoff, you know, and like seeing her like get to smile but we get that taken away you know she's in the same space she's in the same place she is at the beginning of the series like maybe she you know maybe she like the only thing that's different is that she has a costume she hurt a bunch of people in the way she said a sorry and then she put a cape and dipped and you know i'm kind of frustrated because like kevin feige said two years ago that scarlet witch what happens in the wandavision is going to play into doctor strange 2 and here we are like two years later and we still, that's all we know. That's all we know. Um, but I don't know. Like, I just feel like that's all Marvel does is tease and tease. I don't know. I just feel like. Who was the missing person? Exactly. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Look at the MCU pushback from y'all. <laughs> I, li- I like that. Cause sometimes, cause sometimes Marvel does drop the ball, but we're so conditioned to just like, oh no, it's great. Or like. You know, well, in comparison to DC, it's the best. But sometimes, every sometimes they do miss miss certain things, even with some of the movies. You know, so I just I like that there's a, there's a little bit of salt towards Marvel right now. Is anyone else have complaints about WandaVision? Because that was just my biggest beef. Mine was Pietro. Like I did not like that. I literally thought they were gonna bring back Aaron Taylor Johnson. I think that was kind of what my disappointment was. Because I was like, I don't really care for Evan Peters that much. But I didn't like the way that they played that out. Like, really, like, her brother, you guys had to do it like that. Like, he was just an actor. And, like, but then you kind of never get anything out of it. Like, she never really, now she had to, like, re-grieve him, but not really. Like, 
But that was my least favorite part. Wanda never even found out that he was an act. He was Ralph, like the mysterious Ralph that she referenced the entire time, Agnes. Um, and Wanda never read the file. It was only Monica that got to read the file. Oh, wow. I never thought about that. It, uh, it just really feels like they dropped the ball there. Mm-hmm. It feels like it was, yeah, more of a meta joke mm-hmm. than anything. Let's move on. And if that's all right with everyone, if we all have our critiques of the uh, WandaVision out of the way, I would love to talk about the direction I think they're going for the next epic phase. From the looks of it, in my opinion, they're setting up some sort of great wizard thing, like great wizard uh, trio or battle by the time Multiverse of Madness comes around. And that's why they're establishing Wanda as a principal character and they're going to be establishing loki as a principal character because he's getting his own show i think in a Mm -hmm. month or so here if maybe a little longer than a month but still i am so excited for loki tom hiddleston is just even in the first avengers uh, movie where he was very clearly a villain he's just so much fun to watch and just he, he just like nails the role of the evil mischievous trickster so well to me um, but I think they're going to have some sort of great big battle where they either have to team up in some way against some sort of dark, mysterious cosmic being, whether it's probably not going to be Galactus, probably a little bit more mystical than that. But what do you guys think? I was hoping WandaVision would kind of break more into the multiverse and like tease more of a Doctor Strange too, and give us more of an idea of what we were like possibly going into. Um, but honestly, I feel like we're kind of going to be going into a stage of like flashbacks or kind of filler or explaining what has happened after the blip or after Thanos snapped everyone away because Endgame just kind of did a little five-year jump. And as we saw in WandaVision, we're seeing, or in Spider-Man, WandaVision and Spider-Man, cause, because Spider-Man is like the, the furthest movie we have in the MCU far, so far because Spider-Man happened like eight months after WandaVision. And so we're, I think we're going to dial back and, and see like what's happening with Bucky and Sam and what's happening with Scarlet Witch and, and Loki and, and Black Widow eventually whenever we get that movie. But I, I really hope, you know, we do get a team up too, because that'd be cool. Like we, we have all these characters. We finally broke the Infinity Saga. You know, we finally have all these characters. Why don't we, why don't just have them all join together? I agree with you. Loki's going to be awesome because I know that going into Infinity War, he was like the first person that got killed like five minutes into the movie. And so now we get to see more, you know, these characters we haven't been able to see before. Yeah, I feel like Winter Soldier is going to be like the filler. Like, it's just going to be there for like comedic relief or just to like grieve uh, past Captain America. That one's the one that I'm probably least excited for, but also excited for because I like Sebastian Stan. Um, But that's it. Like, I never got to like... A connection to either of those characters like to me they were just kind of like the sidekicks to like OG Captain America I know that they're important like I'm not dumb enough to think that they're just like side characters but like I never got like like Loki to me even though he was like evil yeah like you guys said like I got a real big attachment to him but like the other two characters so like the next series to me is just gonna be like okay I'm gonna watch it obviously because it plays into like the rest of the films but like I'm not so excited about it I would rather just skip over to like Loki and then like go over to like Tom Hiddleston <laughs> and like all of that stuff. But then I know I'm probably going to fall in love with them. Like it, it's just inevitable because I like those people, 
but I'm not a big fan of their characters, if that makes any sense. So, like, because I've seen them in interviews, Stephanie's getting so upset uh, because I've seen them in she interviews. She gets real defensive over Winter Soldier as if he's a good character. <laughs> like, like, oh, I'll like, never look, understand here we go, here we it. Go. I'll never understand here it. We, we, we shouldn't do this here. Here we go. We shouldn't do this I, here. They're just not, like, they weren't built up. They weren't anything. <laughs> like, in any of the other films, Stephanie, go cry somewhere else because this is true and you know it. <laughs> it did not, they didn't get built up in any way. Like, they completely killed the arc between um steve and bucky like it was supposed to be a friendship arc and that was the whole reason why captain america went through all he went through not because of fucking peggy who gives a shit about her like that was the end i mean not i mean i love the end scene and i'm game but that wasn't like the purpose (laughs) and they completely killed their friendship like scene so we never really got to see that develop which is why i'm not like super excited about it and i'm not attached to those characters go ahead Stephanie, and say whatever you need to say because i could see you're upset down there you're upset down there (laughs) listen i i'm i i love captain america i love I love him. I used to be like, that was my interest into the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that fandom, I guess is like, but I can also recognize that they've screwed. They completely like just screwed up the Captain America characters. Like, so I'm, I'm going to be telling you right now, you're not going to be disappointed. I, <laughs> I, I know the show is going to be taking, like showing you these characters, like, and their, their backgrounds specifically when they're not tied to Captain America. So, I'm I'm excited for that. So I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be hilarious. I mean, this this show has a 150 million dollar budget, so it's gonna be like phenomenal. I mean, I know it's gonna be good, but it's just not something I'm like super excited. You said, but am I gonna like it? <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna try so hard. <laughs> we'll come back to this. I would be really disappointed if we don't have a Captain America no more in the you know Phase Four, because. You know, I think the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to deal with how Sam Wilson, as a black person, is having a harder time um, take on this patriotic symbol and people rejecting him take on that symbol. So, you know, if we're going to be going into a more diverse and more expansive universe, why not have him be their symbol of America right now, you know? Like, and I think right now the Avengers need someone like with a steady mind to be able to like like look up to and so far we have nobody <laughs> like that's why scarlet witch and spider-man and like everyone else is like falling at the seams is is anyone worried that there's a little t- there's too many things for the mcu to have to juggle right now we still have an attachment to those characters you know from the previous decade of you know movies that they made so anyone that's not dead we're like well we have to finish thor's arc he's gonna be is he he's gonna be the first one to get a fourth movie you know what i'm saying so we have attachment to characters like that and then, like I said, there's those characters that came in the middle. We have Wanda, and then towards the end, Doctor Strange. But then everyone's like, "Well, when when are, when are the X Men coming? Like, where's the Fantastic Four? Where's the first family of comics? Like, it's just it's a lot." And then Spider Man is he is he gonna? Does, is there a cap on on what we could do with him because of you know bird rights with Sony? And then and then okay, who's the next big bad? Well, obviously, you know. They're going, you know, with magic, but then like they're doing this little scroll thing at the end of WandaVision. So it's like, what's happening? You know, is it Galactus? Is it scroll invasion? Is it secret wars? Is it, you know, it's like, what's happening here? Yeah, even just their schedule for the next three years is like so packed. Like, how are you going to like do this two week break and then we're going to get Winter Soldier and then like another two week break, then we'll get Loki. And then like they're just bunching it up together and set up like a 10 year period. Obviously, we don't want to wait fucking 10 years for like the next gray movie, but like the next three years are going to be so packed. I feel like people are going to get confused and it does kind of like mess 
a little bit with like the fandom. Oh, well, the MCU is just looking at it like they're going to be uh, taking our money for the next 20, right? Because this whole Infinity, <laughs> these three phases took 10 or 11 years, and the next they're going to take eight, you know what I'm saying? And then after that, it's like, okay, now we can get the scroll invasion and, and things off that way. And Galactus comes and starts eating stuff, you know, like that's another eight, nine, 10 years. Like, do we need to be looking at like that? Or like they're going to try to, by the time we get to 2031, they're going to try to wrap all of that together. I don't know. Maybe I feel like I feel like there's a lot to do and they have a lot to play with. But I feel like different fans of different, you know, heroes like we we're expecting and wanting a lot. So it's like, oh, well, like, I mean, just because they bought the rights back to X-Men and Fantastic Four, does that mean they need to use them by 2022 or 2023? You know what I'm saying? Or like, oh, no, that's how we, you know, keep the MCU going and keep you all happy after 2030. Because as we see, fans fans will wait forever, and their expectations never go away. With Star Wars, where that was the that was the great you know, sci those were the great sci-fi movies of like the seventies, and now in in twenty twenty you have people crying about the way that ended. Like you know what I'm saying? So it's like I, maybe they're seeing like, well, we don't want to end up like Star Wars, where you know like, oh, we don't like how you did this. It's just like, how could you ruin this? So maybe they're going real. They're playing the really, really, really long game. They probably are, because now that they got the real Disney bucks, you know, they can just mm -hmm. spread it out as much as they want. They have all the money that they need to fund these projects now. Um, so even if we don't get another endgame level movie for four years, five years, personally, I'm okay with that. Because just this year alone, we're going to be giving Mar getting Marvel content almost every month of the year. We still ain't got Black Widow. That's probably the most, that's probably the lowest stakes movie. That's probably the lowest stakes project they have going on right now. But like, that yeah. was the one I was really excited for. I didn't even know what it was going to be about for real until it started getting closer to when it was going to drop. And then shout out to the pandemic. Yeah. Are we ever going to see that movie? I mean, Kevin Feige said it's pivotal to like the rest of the MCU. So, and that was supposed Damn. to be like the first installment of phase four. So I feel like we really are just in like an awaiting game. Because I mean, mm -hmm. I get it. Like, you know, we're demanding too much. But also, Disney, own, Disney owns all these characters. Like, what's the point of owning, owning all these characters if they're not going to use them together? And so, I think yeah. it's, it'll be cool if they, like, they, they just confirm, like, all these little pockets of superhero going on. Like, you know, taking their own little adventures in, in New York and California, because that's what happens in the comics. You know, I'm excited for anything that a woman is starring in. Internals, like, everything is going to be... Oh, yeah, see? That... Yeah. The Eternals, see, that's another... Like, it's like, look, look how much they got going on right now. Like they're just, yeah. <laughs> they're just so prepping us stuff. for the they're prepping us for the uh, Mickey Mouse uh, Spider-Man crossover. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh my god, no. That's when you know that's when you know they cashed out. That's when you know it's over. They lost all their funds. Like anytime so... you think let, Yeah, like let's say like let's say they they bobble some of these uh, big projects and we start complaining. We, we won't know it's really bad and really over. Like, it could always be worse, you know? <laughs> they could bring in could Mickey have, Mouse, we could yeah. Have, we, could have, we, could have, we could have Goofy and Wolverine <laughs> teaming up, you know? So it's... So, and Disney would do it. It's like Avengers Assemble. It's like, hiya, I'm Mickey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, they have our money so guaranteed. That's the horrible thing is that they know we're going to buy these things. They know we're going to keep, like, subscribing yeah. to Disney+. Plus. They know we're going to go to the theaters or they're gonna, we're going to buy the movies when they come out. Like, that is the shitty thing about this. They're like, you're, gonna, you're still going to buy it. What does it matter? What do you care about the ending? You're still going to buy it. 
Because we're dumb. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I actually think this is probably a good spot to end off for now. We're also reaching a pretty, pretty high time. (laughs) Not to Charlie getting left out. Oh, no. We're going to have to do an episode two. We're going to have to all get together. We're yeah, going to have to cut episode. 40% of the WandaVision in. <laughs> get right back at it. <laughs> Alright guys, we're going to re-record this all. I hope you're okay with it. And just include Black Panther. Right. Thank you all for listening to another Buzzed. And tune in for whatever we have coming out next. This has been Gavin Rock, Magali Munoz, Stephanie Nunez, and Nigel Dotson. Thank you all and have a wonderful day. <laughs>